With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleach Report's NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Matt Miller, lead draft writer at BR. Joining me tonight, live from Joplin, Missouri, everyone's favorite Miller brother, Mello. That's right, man. It's it's a lonely house in here tonight. But it's, I, we, it's tough because the last few times we've recorded, we've had a minimum of six other people in here. Yeah. And tonight it's just me and you. Yeah, like you put on Twitter earlier, like it's a little lonely. Here's what happened. We were a week ago. We had just arrived in Nashville for our grown up spring break and we sat down and recorded a podcast. And the problem is, and I'm not afraid to say this, they can't hang with us. No. We went hard. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Nashville, and yeah, they just can't. I'm ready to go again. I had beers last night. I'm ready to oh, go. Oh, we wore them out. Like, everybody in our friend group right now is probably still recovering. Like, I yeah. bet they all had a solid nap today. Yes, I didn't. And you know I'm a napper, and I didn't nap today. Yeah, so we're, we're still going strong, and we're ready to give a good show. Uh, I'm excited about it. It feels like forever since we've done a show, probably because we were on vacation. But it just feels like it's been a long time since we've been in the studio. It really does. And we're going to have a lot of fun tonight because something we've never done before, stick to football history, you and I are going to do a mock draft. Stick to football history, yes. But this is how it all got started. Like, you want to know how NFL Draft Scout got his start? We used to be like 8 and 12 years old, and we would stay up late the night before the draft, doing our own little shitty mock drafts from magazines. We didn't even have the internet yet. No, we had to read, like, uh, the... Like Lindy's or whatever. Yeah, like uh, Athlon Sports. Athlon Sports Draft Guide. This is actually how it all got started. Before the internet, I remember our first computer that was like a word processor. <laughs> and I would make like draft guides for you guys. Oh, yeah. And you could literally write, handwrite something faster <laughs> than that thing would type because it was so yeah. slow and huge and loud. It was the worst computer I've ever seen. We've upgraded a little since then. We have like nine screens in this office right now. We are going to do a mock draft for you. And then we're going to time permitting jump into our brackets this week's o-line d-line and then as we always do we'll finish it out with just the tip so let's jump right into it um after a moment of confusion between a math teacher and a scout you're gonna take the odds i'm gonna take the evens yes there was okay. a lot of confusion here because in our message i said yeah sure i'll take the evens and then i mocked draft everyone that was an odd number thank god i don't teach math right <laughs> yeah it's the fifth graders they don't need to know that so you are on the clock, Cleveland Browns at number one. Which, it's like the easiest pick in the world. It's going to be Should Sam be. Darnold here. Uh, there's some play for Josh Allen still and maybe some other guys, but Cleveland cannot miss with their quarterback. So they have to address it. They have the GM staff to do it. They'll get their guy, and I think it's going to be Sam Darnold. Based on what I saw at his pro day, guy looked pretty good throwing in the rain. Did look good. And I know people are like joking about that, but that's important when you're going to Cleveland. Oh, yeah. It anywhere really in the is. AFC North, like playing yes. in that weather, or even if, you know, you're going out west somewhere, getting him yeah. in Cleveland, showing that he can do it. I love the pick there. I like it as well. And I agree with you. It is going to be the pick. Okay. At number two, which maybe this is, I, I wrote an article a while back actually about how this is the key to the draft, what the Giants do at two. 
And there's been a lot of talk today. They traded Jason Pierre-Paul, so maybe they would take Bradley Chubb. Hey, maybe they take a quarterback, and maybe they don't like Davis Webb. Maybe they want someone else to groom behind Eli Manning. Nah, not for me. No, this is my mic draft. You take Saquon Barkley, best player in the draft. And I've said so many times that the best way to extend the career of Eli Manning is to give him a back like Saquon Barkley who can help in the run game, help in the pass game. He could do everything, best running back prospect I've ever evaluated. Well, and you see teams doing that all the time now. They're going out and getting a running back to help their quarterback, whoever they meet. Even when, um, you know, the Cowboys take Zeke Elliott. That was to help Romo. It ended up benefiting Dak Prescott. But to help an aging quarterback, that's You're what you're right. For. They thought they were loading up for a Super Bowl by drafting Zeke, yeah, and then Romo got hurt. You know, or even this year, guys like Fournette and McCaffrey, they're going yeah. to help that quarterback to give him another weapon. So that's what they could do for Eli. Yep. So you're back on the board. Uh, Connor's New York Jets. This is a Trade it up. Tra- yeah, you Jets. have your pick of QB2 right now. They have the number three pick. They're probably going to get the number two quarterback based on what we have right now. I don't know if Connor's going to hate me or love me for this. But I'm going with Josh Rosen. <laughs> You're either going to make me really happy or Connor really happy. I think Rosen and I, like Connor and I have spent so much time talking about all the reasons that Josh Rosen makes a lot of sense uh, for the Jets. And he does. I mean, he fits that. He fits the city. He fits the style. I think he's the most pro-ready quarterback out of this too. year's class. And it's weird that we've we come full circle with these guys. Do you remember... The day after the draft last year, you came up to New York with us, and we talked about uh, quarterbacks for next year. We were like, okay, oh, yeah. um, you know, let's let's start next year's quarterback class. And you were like, this is where it starts. It starts with Darnold was your guy. And I'm gonna, yeah, he's my number one. You deserve a lot of credit for Darnold was your guy. And I think Rosen was your second guy. And now look what's going to happen. So they're going to go uh, one and two for you. So the, the Browns come back at four on the clock. And – I will say, I think if the draft played out like this, they would probably try to trade out, let someone like the Buffalo Bills come up to get a quarterback. If if it plays out like this, there are going to be some high bidders for this number four pick. Oh, my God. Because you want to get in front of Denver. Yeah, so that seems like the Bills are definitely going to be trying to get to this number four spot. Yep, absolutely. I'm going to, because we're not going to do trades, because that would make everything crazy. I have a mock draft coming out Monday morning, though, and there may be some trades, which I normally don't yeah, do. Yeah, you usually steer away from that. Yeah, but it's just not realistic right now. So um, I'm going to go Bradley Chubb. I, I think he is he's quietly maybe overrated in this draft class because we talk so much about Saquon and the quarterbacks that we have forgotten about this really, really good defensive end prospect who can play all over the place. Dude, think about Bradley Chubb and Miles Garrett. And yeah, you get two of the best pass rushers. I mean, if he pans out and he is the player that everybody thinks he is, it would be like having Von Miller and Khalil Mack on the oh. same team. Oh. Like it would yes. be better if they both pan out and they're the players that we think they're going to be. It would be better than Clowney and Watt. Like oh. that, it would be a nightmare to to look at those two defensive players. So you're a fan of that pick, is what you're saying? Man, I'm almost a fan of the Browns. Like <laughs> you've said that a couple times lately, and I'm like, uh oh. I know. Like every uh oh, how I play it out in my mind with the scenarios that they have, they're probably going to take Darnold at one, which I like. I like Darnold. And then at that number four pick, you're going to get a guy like, you know, Bradley Chubb, Minka Fitzpatrick, even Quentin Nelson, maybe. Like, there's you, just, it's no telling what they'll do. There's so many good directions yeah. for them. To, oh, I almost dropped my phone. Did you see that? I did not. Oh, I, <laughs> do you, um, 
I didn't coach you, uh, so we never got to do this tangent. Um, my receivers coach in high school, we used to have to sit like in in his class and hold a ruler at the butt, like hold it at the the oh, you'd flip yeah, it, yeah, hold yeah. it at the one, and then let go and see how quickly you can catch it. Like yeah, and so you coach receivers now, you can do uh-huh. that with your guys. Um, I just did that to my phone because. <laughs> A girl added me on Snapchat, and I it's, got a little excited, and I'm going to drop my phone. It's the dad reflexes, man. It's a real Oh, those thing. are unreal. You, you, see, it's, you see it on the internet of, like, a dad catching a kid that's on, a like, yes. a bike that's about to get ran over by a car. And it's a real thing, even when it comes to telephone. I could also probably lift a car. So you, you're back on the board now. I am. The Broncos. <laughs> Going back, I guess I'm just drafting all the quarterback teams. Because uh, I'm back at number five with the Denver Broncos, and I do think that there's going to be some wheeling and dealing here. Ooh. But the Broncos right now are at pick number five, and I do think they'll take your boy, Josh Allen, even though I'm going to get a fucking Natty Light tattoo for it. <laughs> Did you see the Natty Light tattoo yeah, I tattooed on Instagram? Pack. It's a dude's six-pack Natty Light tattoo. I, I definitely think Denver's an interesting team. We have thought all along they would go quarterback. I don't think signing Case Keenum means they're not. So that, Right, yeah, they still have to address that need. Yeah. So now we have the Indianapolis Colts at pick six. Another team that has been rumored they could trade back again. Man, if they're sitting here at six and they can't get Chubb, they're probably pissed. They're You can't get Chubb or Barkley. You're probably really pissed, right? It's like, oh. Yeah. So you just take the second or third best player in the draft, take Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson next to Ryan Kelly gives me a hard on. Dude, that is it, the best. In, not Okay, maybe not really. If but. you want to keep a guy like Andrew Luck healthy, yeah. I, I'm going with that he will be back next year. If you want to keep him healthy, get him the best offensive lineman in this class. Right. And that the interior pressure is so like we rightfully pay a lot of attention to tackles and edges, but interior pressure is what fucks a quarterback, as you know. Oh yeah, Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson. Yeah, you have to protect from the inside, and you can do it with a guy like Quentin Nelson, and like you've been saying, Ryan Kelly too. Like pair yeah. those two up, you're golden. Right. All right, you're on the board, Tampa. And Tampa, I looked at their depth chart today. They don't have a safe. Like their safeties are bad. It's like Chris Conti. Yeah, and you I know, didn't make that name up. That's real. That kind of goes into where I'm going. I love Minka Fitzpatrick. He's my guy. He's my number one co- uh, player in this draft. I love him. He's and, he's your number one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, over Barkley and Nelson. I don't I like it. I don't think I have a number two guy yet because I haven't gone that far. <laughs> but I do have a number one, and it's Minka Fitzpatrick, who I am drafting at number seven overall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like it, and yeah, we uh, we prefaced that well that their safeties are really, really bad. So yeah, like smart. Denzel Ward, will, he'll be in play here, but like you said, their safeties are terrible. Go get the best one in the class. And I, I love Denzel Ward, as you know, but I think pairing him with Vernon Hargraves, you have two small, aggressive corners. I mean, they're kind of the same guy. I worry a little bit about doing that just because of the like. I would rather have some size um, out there at corner. So. Now we have the Chicago Bears. Speaking of Denzel Ward, boom, pick, made. Him, he and Kyle Fuller, I think, would be very, very nice. Uh, they did re-sign Prince of Mokamara. I think he's trash. Yeah, and they just need help in that secondary any way they can get it. So they will be looking at guys like Minka and Denzel. So if Denzel's there, take him. Pull him off Love the board it. right there. Best corner in the draft. Number nine pick overall. I can't believe that we uh, finagled this. <laughs> like, how did you the get pick? the Niners? <laughs> Uh, Choose wisely. I think I'm going to make you happy here because I'm going to take linebacker Tremaine Edwards. I think he's a fit there. He can do everything coming off the edge, playing on a true strong side linebacker. He's my pick there ahead of 
some of these other linebackers. It's a good linebacker class, but I think he's the one that stands out the most. Yeah. You said, Tremaine, it's Edmonds. You said Edwards. It's a name. So it's Margaritas you had earlier. <laughs> names and names. Kurt and Cousins. Kurt Cousins. That is a good pick for them. And I, I, like I said, I have a mock draft coming out Monday. And so when I'm doing a mock draft, a um, little behind the scenes, it takes me hours because I'll be like, I'll text six people that work in the NFL and be like, hey, uh, who, like what fits your guys' scheme system? Like who would be a good fit? And you, you always hear back from them. And so – but you have to do that for every team, or yeah, I try right, to right. for every team. Uh, and Edmonds to the Niners is a pick I've really started to like. Now the Raiders at 10, I think they go with the other linebacker in this draft, Roquan Smith. They have a massive need uh, for help in the middle. They've struggled with lot, with uh, tight ends. They've struggled middle of the field coverage. But I, I do wonder if John Gruden and Reggie McKenzie can make this pick, even though it's such a no-brainer. <sighs> yeah, I don't it should be, so it's probably not what they will do. They'll right. probably go just off the board, like take, you know, Calvin Ridley or something. But, I could totally see that, actually. Right? Yeah, like and they just let go of a receiver, so they could. Um, I like that pick, though. I really do like this linebacker class. I do, too. So, yeah, it would be – that's the right pick for them, but oh, some of the moves Gruden has made already. I don't right. know. But who knows? Uh, next pick for me, I'm at number 11 with the Miami Dolphins. I don't know if I like this pairing – but I think it's going to happen the way our mock draft's playing out. Baker Mayfield falls to number 11, and he's going to go party in South Beach. Baker on South Beach. I love it. We would have to beach Baker. There's been a lot of noise about him. You know, They worked him out. And the Dolphins, yeah, they're giving him some attention. If he falls to 11, I think they jump on it. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded up, if they're another team that tries to get in front of the Broncos. You're right, though. They're level of detail with these quarterbacks makes you wonder because they also met with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, weren't so, they even at the pro day for Sam Darnold? I believe so. So at some point where there's smoke, there's fire. We accidentally fucked the Buffalo Bills because there are no <laughs> quarterbacks on the board. They traded up to 12 and we left them with no quarterbacks, which is why but, yeah, that's they have to trade up. Yeah, they will not stay at 12. There's no, no, there's no way. Um, I'm horribly prepared for what would happen in this scenario, I'll tell you, I look at the Bills' needs, what I have for them right now, uh, quarterback and linebacker, so we've screwed them there. Offensive line, wide receiver, so and and defensive back. So I guess if I were at this spot, I would go, it's not easy. I would go Derwin James. <laughs> and I know like I, I know they have good safeties. I know Micah Hyatt is a stud, but yeah, yeah. I, I think you just kind of have to go best player available. And Fans are going to be listening to this, Bills fans especially. You guys are going to be lighting tables on fire and, and slamming people through them and stuff, and you're going to be mad. But this drives home the point, like Melo said, you guys have to trade up. Right. There's no way that they're sitting there with this pick. It won't happen. They're at 12. They're going to trade up. They're already making moves for this to happen. So they're going to try to get their quarterback. I bet they end up with the fourth pick in this draft. It makes It makes so much sense. Four or six. They got to get one of them. Now you're up Washington at 13. Washington at 13. And I just took Derwin James. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Right? Um, so they got to get some D-line help. Corner help, D-line help. Um, safety help. Safety help. All and, offense help. Yeah. Running back is an area that they've said, like, hey, we'd like to get a running back. But I don't know. This might feel a little early for Darius guys. Yeah. So I'm going to go with um, Vita Vey. 
I think they sure up their defensive line. They could also be in play for a guy like Marcus Davenport. Ooh. Uh, but I think they're going to go Vita nice. Vey. Uh, huh, that's an interesting idea. Uh, Vita Vey and Jonathan Allen on the same D-line would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, they loved him last year, and they pulled the trigger on it. So why not do it again this year? Like it. Okay, 14, Green Bay. Again, we're in a weird spot. I think Green Bay's biggest needs are edge rusher, corner, uh, and then I think they actually have to get better at wide receiver. But you just put a name in my head, and now I can't stop thinking about Marcus Davenport to give them an edge rusher. Gosh, that would be a very good pairing there. Right? And like, like, Packers fans should be very excited yes, you're about welcome, that. Packers fans. Yes, we will come to Lambeau and drink your beer and eat your cheese curds. <laughs> actually, all the cheese, just all of it. It would actually be a great stick-to-football weekend. Yeah, we should put that on our we summer tour. It's like, hmm, but it's, I've never been to Green Bay, so we should definitely do that. All right, you're up. The Arizona Cardinals, another team that needs a quarterback, and yeah. unless you're reaching for Lamar Jackson, sorry. No, I'm not going to pull the. I'm not going to pull the trigger on a quarterback again here. Uh, even though the Cardinals probably really hope they get one here, I'm going to go with corner, and I'm going to go with my guy Jas- Josh Jackson. I've loved him since honestly, like midway through the season. I won't say that I've been on him all year. But he's a guy that I watch play. He's tall. He's physical. Now, he kind of fits in with what the Cardinals want on defense. big physical defender. I like that pairing a lot. It's not a pick that I think I've ever made in a mock draft. I tend to have them going uh, defense for sure here, but I I do like that one a lot. Baltimore Ravens, uh, the way the board has fallen, this is the easiest pick to ever predict, and it's Calvin Ridley because Ozzie Newsome Loves him some Bama. He loves Alabama, and they need a receiver. So they're going to do everything have they can I, to get Ridley. Have I told this story? I don't know if I have. I don't even know where you're going. So, so. yeah, thanks for reading my mind. So last year, um, the story I heard was that Ozzy let it be known to Marlon Humphrey, if you come out, we will draft you. And guess what they did? Oh, yeah, yeah. They and drafted they his they ass. Took him. So that got passed on to me by someone I really, really trust. And they were like, hey. Ozzy apparently told Marlon, if you come out, we're going to draft you. The minute I heard that, every mock draft moving forward had that pick to them. Oh, yeah. And it came true. So I just, we need to talk to Calvin. We're trying to get him on the podcast. So we'll see. He just talked to Ozzy about, like, what is his thing with this man crush on Alabama players? He went to Bama. Okay. But still, like. Be like me drafting Moso kids over and over again. Or you drafted <laughs> yeah. Pitt State oh, okay. kids. Okay, well, you know, if you put so, it that way with me drafting Pitt yeah. State kids. I mean, yeah, if you ain't Pitt, you ain't shit. All right. Uh, we just put Calvin Ridley to the Alabama Ravens, and now you are up. <laughs> and I love that we we took a break to to get some beers and pay some bills, and you were like, why isn't San Diego on this list? Yeah, now? I'm looking over like <laughs> team needs. I want to double check what I'm doing. I'm like, why can't I find San Diego on here? Where are they? It's because in LA. <laughs> they are in L.A. because they are the L.A. Chargers now, which still doesn't make sense to me. They're always going to be the San Diego Super Chargers. San Diego. St. Diego. <laughs> For me, pick number 17 here. I'm going to pull the trigger on a Texas guy, Connor Williams. They have done a wonderful job. I loved their draft last year, the Chargers, when they got the interior linemen. This year, they're going to go ahead and pull it on Connor Williams. Give Philip Rivers a couple extra years because I love Philip Rivers. I think he can get the job done if you can keep everyone healthy. And two years ago, me and a lot of other people thought they were going to take Ronnie Stanley at three overall, and they took Joey Bosa. They still have that need at left tackle, though. All right, Seattle Seahawks, a team that is in a lot of transition. Um, They're trading away or cutting everybody on defense. That offensive line. 
Still needs a ton of help. Two guys that I would have considered, Josh Jackson, gone. Derwin yeah. James, gone. So now I start to look at the team, and I, I think offensive tackle is the way to go. I'm going to take Mike McGlinchey, which is it, maybe not the sexiest pick here, but if I can get Dwayne Brown and Mike McGlinchey together, I don't know if that means that we're, we're giving up on Jermaine Effetti or moving him inside to guard. But they probably need to move him to guard. Yes. He's athletic enough to move to guard. So Mike McGlinchey, Notre Dame, plug that boy in at right tackle. I think he could be a really, really good right tackle. I agree with you there, and I like that pick. Next one, number 19, Dallas Cowboys. They've got to do something to address their defense. I don't care what level it's at because they need all three. <laughs> it's everything. So I'm going to go with one of the top guys on our board for defense, and that's Rashawn Evans. I was going to say, this is your guy. Yeah, I've, I even said that he was better than the linebacker last year, Foster. Yeah, he's definitely cleaner. Um, I don't know if I'm sticking to that. I think I am. I think I like him better than Reuben Foster. So I'm going to take Rashawn Evans here, put him in that fast defense. He'll fit right in. He and Jalen Smith and Sean Lee be a lot of fun. And he immediately replaces Anthony Hitchens and maybe gives you an upgrade as well. Yep. 20 Detroit Lions. I would have said a week ago linebacker, but they really did a great job of addressing that uh, through free agency. I'm going to go D-line. I, I think Matt Patricia, I think those guys value defensive linemen. I'm going to go Deron Payne, Alabama. We've seen flashes of what this guy can do. If you watch the college football playoff, he showed it. And and this is a team that I think they've built very, very well. This might be like a sleeper favorite team of mine next year, depending on what they do in the draft. Um, I could see them maybe maybe going running back here. Uh, I know they, they've they like flirted with some guys. They got LeGarrette Blount. They still have Amir Abdullah. They have Theo Riddick. But I, I, I am like weirdly kind of liking what the Lions are doing. Yeah. And now you're up. Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm torn here with the Bengals because I want to address their offensive line, but you took McGlinchey. I took Williams already. So I'm torn between two guys here, well, James I think, Daniels. I think interior is bigger for them. Yep, and Billy Price. Billy Price did have the injury, but I like him more than I do James Daniels. I like them both so much is the problem. Yeah. The thing, Price is so versatile in that he can play guard and everywhere else on the line, so I'm going to take Billy Price. Yeah, and I actually think Daniels can too, but um, the thing I'll throw in here, I think James Daniels might only be like a, a zone scheme type guy. I love Billy Price. I mean, you've heard me gushing about this dude for oh, a yeah. solid year now. If healthy, and he he and I talked right after the injury. He said it was going to be three months, so he should be good to go. Really? Yeah, yeah. that'll get him into training camp and things like that. Like yeah. He'll be fine once the season starts, so I don't think that'll hurt his stock too much. I'm going to do something that I can't believe I'm doing right now. I'm going to draft Lamar Jackson at pick 22 for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, the way that our mock draft is of the falling. way we have... <laughs> And here's like, here's because a lot has been assumed about my feelings on Lamar Jackson. A lot has been said about it by people not named me. I like Lamar Jackson. He just has flaws in his game that scare me. Same as anyone else in this draft. If his mechanics can get fixed, this dude can, he can wreck the NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah. If. He's definitely got the tools to do it. Um, I wish that he would have gotten himself an agent and done the work. Yeah kind of in this draft process that he needed to, because then it, I think he would solidify himself as a first-round pick. But there's just so many questions around him, and he didn't do the work with getting an agent and going to these quarterback camps and things like that or knowing how to interview. That it's it, kind of hurt him. It's worrisome. And, yeah, and one thing we did here coming out 
of the combine was that he struggled on the board. And I think that's where a Jordan Palmer. Right. They coach you up on what yeah, to say. Yeah. Like, Sam Darnold and Josh Allen aren't failing at that right now. Guaranteed. No. Yeah. They know what they're doing and they handle their business there. Uh, another Ooh, team that's been handling their. Doing I like that. Sorry. You had a good segue there. Business sorry. this offseason is the LA Rams. I'm comfortable with that one. Move there all day. Yeah. St. Louis sucked and I'm a Missouri guy. I'm going to go with the defense. They're going to keep addressing that scary defense, pairing guys with Aaron Donald. I'm going to go with your boy, Leighton Vander. Oh, that is my guy. Let's fucking oh. go. <laughs> He's the, like, we talk all the time about, like, oh, that guy is like our mascot. Connor has this great gif of Leighton Vander Esch screaming, let's fucking go. Yeah. Like, and it's like, this is our dude. That like, swayed my vote on yes, him. I love this guy, man. And if you could replace Al Ogletree with him, like, just... It was funny doing the podcast with him because, like, and we don't like use every question I ask guys because sometimes it's just not good. And it's like trying to like get him to loosen up and like talk yeah, about yeah. anything but football. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't really, I don't, I just never, I just like football." <laughs> it's like Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we're on to L.A. Yeah, he was. I love him. I really do. And and he was super cool because it was like we were on vacation and I realized we didn't have a guest. And I was like, "Oh God, we don't have a guest for Tuesday." <laughs> And I was like, oh, you know what? Like, so I you know, got him on. So definitely love that kid. Carolina Panthers coming up next at 24. Uh, a, a team that's like they're rebuilding and they're a playoff team. And I feel like they're always rebuilding. I think they have needs at corner, defensive end, wide receiver, offensive guard. I'm going to go with the corner here. I'm going to go with Mike Hughes out of Central mm -hmm. Florida, a guy that I know uh, we all really like. And it, there are just questions yeah, about. Yeah, there's some questions off field with him. Yeah, and really it was like a one-year wonder at Central Florida. He was at Garden City Community before that, at North Carolina before that. But, man, he is smooth and tough. I think he'd be, a, you know, like Dave Gettleman got rid of all their corners. And now yeah. you got Marty Herney in there trying to run stuff. I think he values that spot more. So we get Mike Hughes in there. I'm going to piggyback right off of that because it picked 25 for the Titans. I think they still need to address some corner or at least some defense. So I'm going to take a guy like Jair Alexander out of Louisville. He's a little scrappy guy, but they took a Tory Jackson. So they're yeah. going to, they've got to love Alexander. That's a very good corner group right off the bat. Cause it's like I, Logan Ryan's a really good leader, but now you got Jair Alexander, Malcolm Butler, a Jackson. That's four really good corners in a division that's going to spread your shit out because yeah. you got Deshaun Watson in there now. Mm -hmm. They're going to spread Luck. it out. Andrew Luck, they're going to spread it out. And the Jags, well, they're just going to run the ball all the time, but someday <laughs> they might spread it out. And then, will, Blake Bortles, <laughs> yeah. this is his year. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, sadly, bartender Dan is sick tonight, not here with us to judge this pick. I'm going Isaiah Wynn, offensive guard from Georgia. Keep him in the home state. Played left tackle for the Bulldogs. I think he projects really, really well inside to guard. It fills arguably their biggest need. And this, like, last year was a weird year for the Falcons, right? Coming off a Super Bowl loss, a heartbreaking Super Bowl loss. And yet they still, like, had a run. They still made the playoffs and were impressive in the playoffs. So I don't feel like it's rebuild time for the Falcons. It's really more about reloading, and Isaiah Wynn helps them do that. I like that pick. That's what they need. They need to get back to that running game. They have the two big backs. Get back to it. How good did that beer death. opening sound? That's pretty nice. Are yours empty? Uh, one of them is. You I put just, down I a margarita. We ordered margaritas at dinner tonight before we did the podcast, and I like sent a couple messages on my phone, and I looked back, and yours was gone. 
Like I can't chug drinks. Like I can't shotgun. I tried it on Instagram live. I'm not very good at it. Same. Because the, like the temperature is too cold for me. I can't handle it. I can't do it. I won't pretend like I can, uh, but I can drink pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I, I won't chug anything, but it'll go Did down faster. Did you see me try to chug in Nashville and I had a toothache? And I was like, this is going to be bad because when that cold beer hits my tooth, I'm done. I probably did. I don't remember it. It was the night I spit on everyone because you made me laugh when I had a mouthful of beer. <laughs> I do I remember that. I don't remember what I said. Everywhere. All right. New Orleans Saints. I don't remember where I'm picking. Okay. <laughs> Number 27, the New Orleans Saints here. There's a lot of attention going to Jimmy Graham, but... I think they address their tight end need here with a guy. I really want to put Gusecki here. Do it. It's your mock draft. He, he did have our upset in our bracket. He did. He might be your guy in this draft. I'm going to go Mike Gusecki. Tight end is not a crazy need for them. I, I think they're so close. I don't think it's like a crazy need for them, but it's also a position that they really like. Yeah. With, Drew Brees coming like in for like said, two more years. Sean Payton still there. If could be what Jimmy Graham was, and he's going to look so weird in Green Bay. I can't even like wrap my head around yeah. how weird he's going to look there. So you're right. If it can get back to defenses having to pay attention to a tight end, open things up for Michael Thomas, open things up for that run game, keep those safeties involved. Yeah, and we talked about how teams are trying to give their quarterbacks a couple extra years of life by getting a running back. Well, they have yeah, they their running back. Yeah. They don't need it. So go give a guy like Drew Brees a couple more weapons. Like a Mike Gusecki running up the seam. I just thought of this. I know you're not prepared for it. Would you rather have Reggie Bush or Alvin Kamara in the NFL? Oh, that's Alvin Kamara. Is that not a hard question? I don't think that's a hard okay. question at all. Glad Maybe I, we're just too simpatico here. Maybe, glad I really teased that. Of no, I don't. I don't think Reggie Bush was all that special. And Alvin Kamara no, just was rookie of the year. Yeah, he was pretty good. Okay, Pittsburgh Steelers, another pretty good team. Uh, inside linebacker, unfortunately, a pretty big need for them. Uh, we, we've had a lot of those guys come off the board. Uh, I would have loved Leighton Vander Esch here. Would have really liked Rashawn Evans. How about this one? I'm going to go off. I don't know. You've looked at my mock draft that I see right now. I'm going to go Malik Jefferson. I, I think he actually fits what they do. My contention remains because for whatever reason this year, I'm more about traits than production, apparently. If you put a D-line in front of Malik Jefferson, he's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, Puna Ford was in front of him, but that's about all that he had. So if you Great. give him uh, some guys that eat space, some, you know, yeah. able to eat up blockers, let him roam, and that Pittsburgh defense can do it. And I like that pick because they'll use him in a bunch of different ways. What have might- Cameron Hayward, Javon Hargrave, and Stephon Tuitt in front of him? Those boys can eat. Yeah. And so just let him go make plays in space. Yeah, and he's a very versatile player, so I think it— Fits well there. Next pick is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pick number 29. These guys just went to the AFC Championship game. Sounds so weird. So I'm going to give them <laughs> the best player available right now, and it's James Daniels. Oh. They could – I don't even know if they could use the offensive line help. Well, the thing with, like, not at center because Brandon Linder's right, and they signed Andrew Norwell, but at right guard, and A.J. Kane's two years into his career, but I believe – in my opinion, he was the weak link on that line last year of the guys who are back. Yeah, and if you want to add some pieces around Blake Bortles, go get him some protection. Free up Leonard Fournette. I think Daniels would actually be a really good right guard. He would be a lot like Zach Martin. Not Maybe not that level, but same type yeah. of player. 
a guy that played center in college also. And I'll, I'll say this about like the Jags because they're a team that I really struggle with when it comes mock draft time because you go down the board and you're like, okay, where are their needs? Yeah, they got an interior line, maybe depth at receiver, linebacker, and then you look at what's available. And you're like, oh, well. Right, especially with you taking Malik Jefferson right in front of him. He would have been a good fit there at middle linebacker. Really would have been. So I like James Daniels there. Minnesota Vikings, um, I think we're about to have a run on some offensive linemen here, buddy, because, uh, oh, man, I, I'm going to go Colton Miller, <laughs> yeah. uh, UCLA, and I hate to do this to my my Patriot fan friends because he would have been a great pick for you at 31. But the Vikings, it seems like they continuously need offensive line help. Kirk Cousins, not the most athletic guy in the world. He's going to need some help. And I know that, like, Riley Reef and Mike Rimmers did a pretty good job last year. Their stop gaps. Colt Miller could be your long-term left tackle. Yeah, he'll fit right in there in that Minnesota atmosphere. <laughs> he definitely will. And now you have the – what do you do for Green Bay? They, so have you seen the Bill Belichick uh, Pro Day Tour? He's been at like every oh, fucking pro day. coaching everybody up. So And it's funny because now agents will text me and be like, Belichick was at the Pro Day. You know he likes our guy. He's at every Pro Day, man. Yeah, and he even told Bradley Chubb, he's like, we pick at 31 – don't worry about it. You'll be long gone. So yeah. I love that about him. So <laughs> pick number 31 here. I'm going with a linebacker. And correct me if I'm wrong here. Harold Landry is still on the board. He for is still available. Yeah, I'm going to take the best available edge rusher here. Give him Harold Landry. Uh, he just seems like a Patriot guy. He really does. Especially if he falls this far. Jesus. Yeah. God, that's like Harold Landry, Sam Hubbard. There are so many Patriot type guys. They've quietly been really good this offseason. They added Adrian Claiborne and Danny Shelton to that D-line. They have some young guys like Derek Rivers coming up, but Harold Landry would, I think, be their best front seven player if he reaches that potential. So now we have the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl winners, God bless them, and a team that honestly doesn't have that many needs. And that's a it's a hard thing when it, like I said, when it comes mock draft time for me, it's it's a tough spot to be like, okay, well... What do they need? And then you look at the young guys they have that are kind of up and coming. And like even today, they're like making moves to get like, you know, vertical stretch receivers. And um, we've kind of decimated the depth on the interior offensive line here, which is another area that I might have gone with them. So I'm going to go. It's the last pick in our mock draft. I'm going to go super crazy sleeper off the board. DJ Chark, LSU. Oh, in the first round. In the first round. One more receiver, first round. This is the second receiver coming off the board. So my thing with them is, and this is what I would do if this is how the board looked, let's just spread shit out and have JHI in the backfield. Like Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, Alshon I mean, he Jeffrey. takes the top of the defense for sure. He's a guy that I like. He really impressed me at the senior board. Yeah, yeah, and then I had a great combine. I honestly thought he was just one of the guys. He's a one-trick pony. Like, he can run deep. Great. But he was a very good route runner at the Senior Bowl and has really impressed me recently. He could be the second receiver taken. I love, it's it's a bold take, but one I like. So that's our mock draft for five quarterbacks. I'm surprised I didn't sneak Mason Rudolph in there. I kept waiting. <laughs> when it was New England, I was like, hmm, is this where Mello goes QB2? And I mean, somebody will trade into the first round to get Mason Rudolph. That's your guy, Mason Rudolph and Rashawn Evans. Yeah, I don't know if that'll actually happen with Rudolph, but it wouldn't surprise me also. All right, man, it's bracket time. We saw a lot of upsets last weekend. 
both in our skill player bracket where you guys doubled up on me and got Mike Gusecki. Yeah, we did. Uh, congratulations. It was March Madness. The tournament was just starting up, and we were literally watching basketball games. You were, we were watching. And Miami had just gotten upset. So we had to go with Gusecki that one over eight. We called it before the NCAA tournament did. You did. You did actually. So this week, offensive defensive line. Reading the bracket to you. Thank you, uh, bartender Dan, for correcting my bracketology. Uh, we have Quentin Nelson against Deron Payne, one verse eight to kick us off. I don't know that there's a debate here. I like Deron Payne, but he I had like two Deron good games in college. Yeah, and he's an Alabama guy. He's going to be beat up. I think it's pretty easy. It's Nelson here. He's one of the best interior linemen you've probably ever scouted. Yeah, without a doubt. I don't doubt. want to put words in your mouth, but I'm guessing since you're mocking him in the top five. <laughs> yeah, then he must be pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually got asked on radio if I liked him or Zach Martin more. And I was like, oh, well, let me go look at the grade. It's like, oh, no, it's Nelson by a lot, actually. Yeah, like he's 30 pounds heavier. And he moves yeah. well, too. Like he is legit interior lineman. I never thought he would go this high in the draft. Yeah, I never would have. I would have bet on it, and been incredibly wrong. And had to get again. a tattoo about it. Okay, so Quentin Nelson advances. Let's look at that four or five matchup. A couple of hog mollies from uh, the Midwest. Billy Price against Mike McGlinchey. Two really decorated interior linemen. Yeah, uh, for me, it's Billy Price just because he's so versatile. He's probably my second favorite lineman in this class. So obviously, because it's, these are my rankings, I'm going to agree with you and. It's hard to do two people doing a bracket. We don't have our tiebreaker this week. Yeah, he's and we get, agree he's a lot. Healthy. We do agree way too he much. He does agree. He has to get healthy, but I think that's an injury that you can. I get actually, over. Dan needs to get healthy, but yeah, they both do. Him and Billy Price. <laughs> I don't know which one I want to see get healthy. More. Well, Billy's is easily <laughs> diagnosed. Yeah, that's a muscle thing. Yeah, like you're good it, to go. Surgery done. Dan's is, I don't fucking know what's going on. All right. I'll tell you what's going on. I don't want to go off because I know we said we were going to go tight, but I fucking cursed him. How did you? I said him? he was dying and that he needed more followers. And ever oh, since then, he's been sick the ever dude since. can't get healthy. Could you do <laughs> we another gotta, curse We got to unjinx him. I remember that movie we watched, Veronica, where they yeah. had to, you have to say goodbye. So we have to, to play with a Ouija board and sit, tell it goodbye. Okay. Let's do so it tonight. We'll do that later. Okay. Ouija. Can you order one on Amazon? <laughs> I'm sure they have everything. I'm really curious about uh, this. <laughs> next in our bracket, we have Connor Williams, no bias here, against Isaiah Wynn. Both some great linemen, decorated careers. I don't think I can vote against Connor Williams. I would. No. I wanted to do some upsets here, but I just don't see that it's going to happen. And I like Isaiah Wynn. I'll say this. Isaiah Wynn may end up being the better NFL player out of these two. He really might be because I think he is a very, very good guard prospect. Agreed. I don't know that he'll get drafted higher than Connor Williams, but like you said, he could have the better career. Okay, so Connor advances. Here's a tough one. Vita Vea, the three seed, against James Daniels, the six seed. I'm not sold on Vita. So here's what's – I'm actually not either, and I know I have him ranked in the top 15, but – I mean, he's like 340 pounds, and I know he moves really well for 340. He reminds me so much of Don Terry Poe. Like, he's a bit, and Danny Shelton. He's a big guy that can move. So, the the down, or I guess the flip side is maybe he's Haloti Nada. Yeah, yeah. Which, okay. Yeah, I would take that all day. Oh, yeah, top 15. But Don Terry Poe, I would say Poe and Shelton have both had disappointing careers. I would too. 
So I'm going to go with James Daniels. The upset here will maybe get one. Six over I'm, I'm going to go with you on it. Let's All do right. it. Let's go James Daniels. So we have four linemen. <laughs> four <laughs> offensive, offensive linemen. That says a lot about this year's class, though. I I really like this year's offensive line class. There's no top-end talent. So I have to imagine that that Quentin Nelson beats Billy Price in the one-versus-four battle, right? Yeah. I know Billy's your dude, but he's hurt. Right. Okay. If, if he were healthy, I think it might be a discussion He's that we could so have. so good at center. He really is. Um, okay. Here's the probably the tough one. No, it's not. We're, we're sitting in a burnt orange office. <laughs> Quentin Nelson against James Daniels. I like Connor, them both. Connor Williams against James Daniels. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Connor Williams. Or you just want to jump to the end. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Connor Williams against James Daniels. I can read. Uh, it's Connor Williams. He's my number one tackle. Yeah, yeah. He's the number one tackle. He... Yeah, he's going to be the second guy off the board. I'm going okay, to. but how about this one? Quentin Nelson against Connor Williams. This is where it gets tricky for me because I do love Nelson, but he is still a guard, and I know that he's getting a lot of attention even at two. I just I could see him falling, especially with the trades, because he's a guard. I, as yeah, I'm. I don't disagree. I think positional value will uh, upset that a little bit, even though he is widely considered to be a top five player in the draft, but. But if we're picking best O-line, D-line, yeah, it's got to be Quentin Nelson. It's got to be. Got to be. Love him. Uh, let's roll right into something we do every week, you Little and game. I. Little, Little game. Little game. Like to play. <laughs> Call it just the tip. This is where you guys send in. And I loved that someone, Richard Royal, tweeted us today and was like, hey, how does this work? Yeah, what is the difference? And you put it very, uh, very eloquently. You said draft on draft is football. Just the tip is not. Yeah, like if just the tip would be a football question. Yeah, it's like, you know, life advice. What do you have going on? Let's talk about it. Let's hash it out. Let's workshop this and hopefully give you some good advice. Draft on draft is what it is. It's talking about the draft while having beers. Yeah, even though now we record in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. So we don't drink anymore. (laughs) We drink enough on the weekend show to make up for the midweek show. When people are clocked in. Did, did you hear on the midweek show, Connor was like, I'm so excited for Mock Draft Mondays because we'll record Sunday night and I can drink while we record Yeah, again. he won't be sitting in like the BR office where he probably can't have a I've beer. I've heard a rumor that Connor may be flying to Missouri next weekend to do the first Mock Draft Monday. You know Monday. what we should do with Connor? If he flies out here for the first Mock Draft Monday, keep him in the fucking building, man. Keep Just like the Jets let him go home. Do it like the <laughs> fucking Clippers did a long time ago with uh, Jordan. <laughs> Just don't let that dude leave the building until he signs he's moving here. Let's get him a lease. Let's get him a paper. I have a loft he could live in. There we go. For free. It's got to be better than those Hoboken prices he's paying. All right. <laughs> First question. Uh, oh, this one's from you in your DMs because there's no name on it. Or not yep. from you, but to, to you. Take it away. Right. This is a long one, and shit got real here. I'm finishing up my junior year in college, and I recently popped a question to my girlfriend of four years. She said yes. Awesome. She did say that she wants me to quit playing football my senior year since she's concerned about my health. I play at a D2 school, and I've been the starting quarterback since my freshman year. But I've suffered five concussions. I love playing, don't want to quit on my teammates, and I get scholarship money for it. Should I quit for her since it'll make her happy and give her peace of mind or keep playing? He's in a tough spot, That's the toughest question we've ever got. It really is because I so 
much love and miss the game of football. Like, right. the, a week doesn't go by that I don't have a dream about playing again. So, like, there, there's no amount of money I wouldn't pay to be able to be 21 at my athletic peak and get to play one more game. And I'm going to go with you because, dude, you're the three-year starter. You got one more year. Ride it out with your teammates. This is your D2. This is your last chance. It's your last ride. Like, what's the Jason Isbell quote? Oh, it's a boy's last dream and a man's first loss. It's a boy's first dream and a man's first, last loss. Yeah. Like, that's, you play one more year. Yeah. If she I, loves you, she supports you. I know that there's, like, doctors yeah. listening to this that are yelling at us, but I think you play. I play. I would play. I play and the year. Maybe this is a what I would do, not what you should do. <laughs> yeah, it's not my brain. I'm not gonna go kill. If somebody I were in shape, and the Patriots called right now, and they're like, "Yo, we need a slot receiver." Amendola went to Miami. I'm playing, dude. And I get it because I've had multiple knee injuries. Like my knees, three knee surgeries. My right? knees are shit. Yeah. So I would give anything to have just you know like one more opportunity to go out and play. Just one more chance. Like take it one more year. Hopefully. Hopefully you stay healthy. Yeah, we're we are wishing the best for you, man. Maybe go try to recruit some linemen. You know. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next question here at Jay Kershaw twenty four. He's planning a four day bachelor party for my cousin in Nashville this May. Any tips or suggestions? I don't know if you can tell that Matt and I are still a little bit hoarse, <laughs> scratchy in the throats because we did kind of wild out in Nashville. But that is the best spot for a bachelor party, and I'll tell you why. It's because it is also the bachelorette capital of, like, the world. Did you see my tweet today? I did not. I said the same thing to someone. It is. Like, you go to Nashville, talk to any waitress or people that live there. Like, oh, what are you boys in town for? Oh, we're just going to go out kind of an adult spring break. Oh, well, all the bachelorette parties will be and down they there. are. They are. By the so truckload, tips, literally. I mean, like, Hattie B's is a local, like, famous restaurant. There are, like, four of them. It's worth it, in my opinion. It's going to be a bit of a wait, but it's worth it. I, I think one thing, if you've never been there before, Lower Broadway is basically a pub crawl with live music on every floor of every bar. Some bars have three floors, and there's live music on yeah, every yeah, yeah. one. Just go till you find a spot you're comfortable with. Pro tip, at 10 o'clock, the bands change, and every bar clears out. So if you got a spot you like, yeah, and yeah. it's crowded... At 10 o'clock, everybody's going to leave. You can move up to the stage. Right. Yeah. And there's going to be good music. Like, I know the band leaves, and you're probably like, oh, shit, they're going to leave. Let's go somewhere else. Hang out. Hang out for 15 to 30 minutes. Get yourself some beers because the next band that's coming in is good, too. We yeah. And we also have a local kind of – it's on Lower Broadway, a spot that we go. It's our spot, man. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to say I it. Don't I, I don't want to say I don't want it to be busy, but there's a restaurant – there's a, a place that you can go and you can get yourself some good solid drinks. Start there and then just flood into a bar. Like you'll find it. Give it some time. So the tip is sleep in the next day. Like, oh my gosh. Nashville shuts down at up. 4. 4 a.m. is yeah. when it shuts down. So just mark off till noon the next day that you're out. Yeah. And like we've said before, like all of our hangover cures that we've talked about, do those. We went to Waffle House. Often. I went Monday when we got back. <laughs> I think we went more than that. Yeah. But I don't know. Don't be afraid. Because um, I don't remember. I think like staying downtown could be expensive. We stayed a little out of the ways because we wanted room to do the podcast and watch basketball and stuff. Um, it's it's an easy city to get around in, though. It's a good question. Uh, last tip for Jay Kershaw 24, invite us. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, man. Like, slide in those DMs. Let us know. 
I, I have so many hookups in Nashville now. And, we're, and we're just begging for opportunities to go back. One of our friends is getting married this week in Nashville, and I texted him and was like, you know, like, just in case, like, you need me to be there Saturday. I <laughs> Your got best you. best man falls through. Like, I, I'll me. slide in. I'll wear any tux. I don't care. I may have one on retainer just in case. <laughs> All right, At DutchDog27. Nice name. I'm getting married this fall. Congrats. Still looking into catering options. Should I do buffet style or plated meals? Like some insight from the best. Buffet. Buffet. Thank you. Are you really buffet. going buffet? Yes. Man, see, I was going to go plated. No. Okay, so if we went, like, if you and I, that wedding we were just talking about, we won't name our friend because I yeah. don't know if he wants named. If we were going to their wedding this weekend and he, we show up and he's like, boys, open bar, oh, buffet. Completely agree with you. That would be the shit. But you also, from his point of view, you have to pay for that buffet, oh. which I'm guessing is more expensive. I'll tell you my okay. advice on any wedding that you ever plan, because you'll probably plan more than one, is go cheap on the wedding. Go crazy on your honeymoon. Like yes. the, that wedding, the ceremony, all that other bullshit, that's for everybody else. You honestly don't even get to enjoy it. Well, I know I talk shit on marriage, but you don't. As, a as someone with a decent amount of experience in the field of weddings, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Skimp on the wedding, splurge yeah. on the honeymoon. The wedding is for everybody else. The, the honeymoon is for you. It's a show. If it's a think, scam. It's a Pinterest event. But if you go into it yeah. thinking, I'm going to throw a party for my buddies. That's If I were to ever to go lucky number three, I would... <laughs> <laughs> won't. A. B. I would look at it as just like, I'm going to throw a party for my boys. What are we going to do? We would probably do it at a Royals game. I'll tell you. And also, Ooh, skim underrated. on the food. Go live band. Ooh. Dude, like the DJ, mm-hmm. fuck that. Get a live band if you can. The Dan band. Oh, God. It's so great. That's... It's also probably because we're coming off of our live music high. We should, still. <laughs> this summer, we should do a, a top five if we were ever going to get married again, like rules. Oh, God, I don't. A, prenup, or yeah. one. <laughs> Two, live band. One million dollars. <laughs> Three, open bar. Yeah. We might just be doing it right now. I'm going to need that Knocking check. them off. Okay, let's move on. At, uh, at TGI Huey. Would you rather chug a beer with Tom Brady after a Super Bowl loss or eat horse shit with a Philly fan after winning a Super Bowl? Asking for my horse friend, of course. <laughs> it's a horse, of course. Oh, man, that's... I, I think he might be a Pat- Patriots fan. I'd rather chug a beer with Tom Brady anytime. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, chug a beer or eat horse shit. Unless I'm part of the team, I'm going to chug that beer all day. Like, you could ask me, would you rather chug a beer with Tom Brady or meet the president? And I would pick chug a beer with Tom Brady. Yeah. Definitely right now. Also. Yeah, I'm going to take Tom Brady, too. Like, I love the the fact that the Philly fan ate the horse shit, though. Like, if you're going to riot, this have you not seen that? I was so confused by his question. No, it's a real thing. Like, so Tom Brady obviously did his chug thing, but also a Philly fan— during like the post game celebration, ate some horse shit from one of the like what mounted police horses. RCMP yeah. in Philly. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather chug a beer with Tom Brady. Yeah, but I'm still gonna take Ooh. some beer with Tom Brady over any horse shit of any kind any day. I have a surprise for you. Guess who sent a question in this week? Oh, I don't know. There's so many options. At Antha Oreo nice. every week. Thanks, buddy. If I were to get a mini fridge for my room. What would be the three essential items to stock it with? Okay, Tommy boy. (laughs) Well, I saw this one on Twitter, and he already called out. He's like, of course, 
Mello is going to say Natty Light. Like, duh, that's the number one thing that you go. Uh, second thing for me is barbecue sauce. Ooh, because it goes on everything. Everything. It doesn't even matter. You can just give me a straw and I'll yeah. eat some barbecue sauce. That's a good one. I really like uh, cheese sticks. Oh, Sometimes yeah, I just yeah, want yeah. like a little snack. And like I string cheese? String or? cheese or even the little rectangles that we would eat yeah, while yeah, we yeah. watch The Bachelor. No, I got those yeah. like in my fridge currently. Yes. Those are good options. I would pick Coors Light because they sent us a they sent us four cases of beer. So much beer. And a box of swag. And we should probably shout them out too because I think that's the only beer that I drank while we were in Nashville. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. So that's what I, that is what we put. Uh, some people might say water. Yeah. Nah, Water's it's overrated. overrated. You'll get your water from your beer. <laughs> both just say that. Okay. Great question from at Simon's anyone. Would you guys rather be immune to hangovers or have the ability to hit on every draft prospect? And now you and Connor kind of addressed this one in the midweek show, uh, but I'm going to go with immune to hangovers because you're not going to get that credit. Like you guys have said, if you do hit on a prospect, like nobody is coming back to you and being like, hey, you know what? At NFL Draft Scout, I was completely wrong about this prospect, and you were right. Congratulations. So I looked at it as if I could hit on every prospect, I would work for a team and make millions and millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, so, too. Uh, breaking news. Our mom just won city council. <laughs> oh, no shit. Yeah. It's probably our campaigning on the show that has launched her political career. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely paying attention to it. I, I didn't know the election was yeah. today. <laughs> I, didn't I thought it was either. in April. I thought so, too. So. I bet her opponent got scared and backed out. Probably. All the pub that we're giving. We plugged it last week on the show, and they're we like, still got to nope. get Mitch a shirt. I forgot. Yes, we do. Okay. Next question. Oh, this is mine. Because I forgot we can submit our own tips. Yeah, so yeah. I was taking care of, like, some financial stuff today and uh, saw that the stock market has died recently oh it just plummeted so my just the tip and it really has like all of 2018 the stock market's been awful my just the tip as you all know my i have an ex-wife who's we're, we're friends she's a good person she also it's doesn't okay. listen she's to the listening. podcast yep. in the divorce i signed over my 401k to her in lieu of some other things and since that happened the stock market has taken a i don't want to say I'm like a, done to shit not a recession level <laughs> plunge it has died. So just the tip, boys, when you're young, don't be afraid to sign over that 401k and then laugh every day when it drops. Yeah, especially if you like if you watch stocks and you know like that's I do. such a dick move to be like, <laughs> you know what? Go ahead and take this because it's about to all fall apart. I had I knew it was gonna I had no idea that it was gonna be this bad, but that's my just the tip. Don't be afraid to to sign over that 401k. <laughs> Next question here. You want to was name? to me. Ocho McOcho asked. If I provided the entry fee and booze, would you come to Tulsa for an obstacle race with me? The answer is yes. Dude, I did an obstacle course. And I want to give you some context here. As a teacher for my day job, they set up an obstacle course for us last week. So before we went on spring break and we were able to do it, I did it. I went through it and I was sore for two days, at least two days over this. If you're giving me beer and entry money, I'll probably do it with you. And you're close to home. You're right. in Tulsa. We also love Tulsa. It's going to be a shit show. I'm going to get drunk. Like, you better buy a lot of booze. A lot. Because it takes a lot to get me there. Um, yeah. Um, I would do it. I would definitely do it. Next one from my Last boy, one. Dan Barnes. 
going to watch the Michigan, let's go, Sweet 16 game and the FSU game <laughs> right after at B-Dubs. Should I stay there for both games or should I watch the Michigan game there and go to Roosters to watch the second game? Dano, buddy, get fucking loaded at your first stop. Yes. And don't leave there. We don't want exactly. you driving anywhere. No, just sit sit it down for yep. the night. So unless you can walk to Roosters, you stay at B-Dubs all night, drink your ass off, and celebrate, hopefully, a Michigan win for you. That's the move. Um, when we first moved down here to Joplin, um, you moved here before me, but when we both got single and lived down here, we used to do the hop thing. You know, like, oh, let's go here and here and here and here. Nothing is better than sitting preferably at a bar and sparking up a conversation with a bartender and just carving out a night. Dude, just, and getting to know people and like having your bar. You have to. It's such a quality thing. Like that's life advice. Like find your spot. It's on my there. top five like life rules for being a grown, like a grown up is if you are the type of person that goes out a lot, you gotta find your spot. Yeah, like we have a spot and they treat us so well. That even on like some of their busiest nights, you can text and be like, hey, I need a table in 30 minutes. And they're like, okay. Who would do that? <laughs> or you, you know, stumble in with like eight people on a Saturday night and they're like, oh, you don't have a reservation? Good luck getting a table. And then they're like, no, we got you. <laughs> we have a table. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're throwing people out so that we can sit at a table. It is under, an underrated move is to build the relationship to carve out your spot. Yeah. And if we ever do a Joplin get together, a live show, it will be at. Which we've been talking about doing, a Joplin live show and a meet and greet. So if you are in the lovely Joplin area metropolitan area and would like to do that, let us know. You can hop on Apple Podcast, subscribe to the show, leave a review saying, hey, I'm from Joplin. Would love to come hang out and do a live show. So, And we'll do one because we've been talking about trying to get that together and trying to make it happen. So, all right, man. I think that's our show for the week. A great mock draft. Had a lot of fun with the brackets. Had a lot of fun answering those just-the-tip questions like always. Good luck to Danny's uh, Michigan Wolverines. Go blue. And I actually don't even know who they play. I have n- I know nothing about basketball. I, <laughs> I know that I watch some, some good of teams lost. I usually pay attention in like the last four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> in most things. All right. That's our show from Mello. This is Matt. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks.